0: You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to PMS, Pet Marketing Strategies for the Petpreneur on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Karen Barnett, and thank you for joining me. Today, we're talking about top 10 creative tips for petpreneurs. The pet industry, I love it. It's a great place to work. Think of all the benefits, friendly people, adorable pets, doting pet parents, and cute accessories. It just doesn't get any better, or does it? On top of all the benefits just mentioned, the pet industry is a goldmine. It's growing at a phenomenal rate every year. It's the fastest growing retail category after consumer electronics. Americans spend more money on their pets than on movies, video games, and recorded music combined. Let's look at some statistics. In 2010, the pet industry was worth a whopping $48 billion. And in 2012, it's expected that the pet U.S. industry is projected to be well worth over $56 billion. So petpreneurs. How are we all going to capitalize on that market? Well, the pet industry is a dream, or not only for petpreneurs, it's a business person's dream. And if you wanna carve out a profitable business for yourself, the pet industry is an unequaled opportunity. So stay right here. When we come back, we're gonna look at top tips for how you can capitalize on this increasing consumer demand. So don't go away. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to PMS, Pet Marketing Strategies for the Petpreneur on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Karen Barnett. And we're following up to top 100 tips for the petpreneur. Today, we're going to look at some new 25 tips on how to turn your marketing into a fun, enjoyable task and how to capitalize on the $56 billion pet industry. For many people, turning new business is a marketing task and it can be formidable. It's intimidating. It's time consuming. And for some people, it can be really expensive. But it doesn't have to be any of those things. Well, maybe time-consuming. That will never change. But it can bring you more sales and profits. So what's to complain about? Not much if you know what you're doing. It's challenging, it tests your creativity, but when you do it right, you'll succeed. So let's take some look at some of our tips for today. How about using greeting cards? Greeting cards can help bring in new customers, encourage repeat business, and build customer loyalty. They're inexpensive, they're easy to find, and there's a wide range to choose from. They're always sure to get open because, unlike junk mail, greeting cards are a real attention getter. And who doesn't like to get a personal card? You can use greeting cards to thank people for their business, wish them a happy birthday, or congratulate them on a new job, a happy anniversary, or just say hi. If you really want to make an impact, send them a card wishing them their pet's happy birthday, or congratulate them on getting a new puppy. Holiday cards also get attention. But what's the one time you really don't want to send a holiday card? That's right, Christmas time. Because everybody's sending a holiday card at Christmas time, and it'll have no impact. So choose a different time. Try Thanksgiving, the 4th of July. Few people receive cards around them. Think of a card time that will stand out. How about upcoming St. Patrick's Day? Or what about Pet Adoption Day? Or Pet Fashion Day? We've got a lot of pet holidays on the calendar. When you send greeting cards, handwrite a short note to tell your clients or prospects something interesting. Make it personal. Keep it short and sweet. You may want to even include their pet's name. Keep it All connections, short, sweet, and right to the point. And remember, don't forget to sign your name and your company's name. And also for your e-tailers, put down your website and your personal web address and even your email address. Number two, create a newsletter. Newsletters are a great way to stay in touch with customers, but make it consistent. Don't write a newsletter and then not follow it up with another one or follow it up with one six months later. You'll lose interest and you'll lose your customer's interest. There are several advantages to publishing a newsletter. They're fairly inexpensive to produce. They're flexible in style and format, and they make you look to be an expert in your field, and hopefully you are an expert in your field. By sharing your knowledge and expertise with others, you convince them that you really know your stuff. This builds you credibility. It fosters trust and it makes people comfortable and it makes people eager to buy from you. Let's think about it. What veterinarian would you rather take your pet to? Someone who's just moved into the neighborhood or the guy who writes articles on pet health? Obviously, the latter. You're familiar with him. You're convinced of his expertise. You trust him. So you trust his services. You see, people love gurus. Everyone wants to buy from someone who is knowledgeable and from someone they trust. Here are some tips on writing an effective newsletter. When writing your newsletter, offer interesting tips and helpful articles that relate to your field. You can include articles on pet health, nutrition, training, breed profiles, home grooming, or pet products. What's new in your store? What are some of the advantages of the products that you're carrying? Here are some formatting options. Choose to distribute your newsletter as a self-mailer or electronically. Both options have their ups and downs. Electronic newsletters are less expensive to print for sure, and they're easy to distribute. There's no postage, no printing, no paper. However, you will need permission to receive from your email receivers before you start filling people's inboxes with content. Email users are sensitive to spam, so be sure you're given the go-ahead before adding someone to your list. A print newsletter has more perceived value than an e-zine. You can also send it to just about anyone without their permission, but you will need to consider the cost of printing and mailing. Figure, put what options works best for you, and go for it. Newsletters help people remember you. They also encourage repeat sales. An additional benefit of newsletters is that they have great pass-along value. Subscribers may give their newsletters to friends or neighbors who could benefit from the information, and this gives you double exposure in your community. The other thing about invitations is you can get really creative with them. When sending promotional mailings to your customers, the biggest challenge is trying to ensure that your letters get open. Many people flip through their mail with lightning speed. I know I do. Anything that looks like junk mail is instantly tossed in the garbage. But there's a way to combat the impulse for trash throwing. Send a letter that looks like a wedding invitation. Invitations always get open. Using an actual wedding invitation can be expensive, but you can achieve the same effect by following these simple guidelines. Print your letter on a textured paper. Use a vertical format. Use a fancy script font. Just be sure it's legible and doesn't look like an old English font. The invitation should be folded. Five and a half by four and a quarter is usually a good size. Hand address the envelopes. This is a personal touch. Put your return address on the envelope flap, but don't include your business name, just the address. This creates curiosity. And send the invitation with a first class stamp. Do not use the bulk mail format. Use a headline that should tie in with the whole invitation theme. For example, if your headline could say, you're invited to our sales event or we invite you to try our services. Whatever it is that you want to invite people to, state it in your headline. In the body copy, provide details and a strong call to action. Also, be sure to include your contact information in the invitation. I know it sounds silly, but people always forget to put The most important details and invitations, you'd be surprised. This makes people easy to get a hold of you and make sure that they have a place to stick it up on the bulletin board and remember your event. Postcards, they're not expensive and they're easy to tack up on bulletin boards and they're very effective and they could be very funky also. Postcards, they're another effective way to reach your prospects by mail. Like greeting cards and invitations, postcards usually get read or at least it looked at. Certainly they do before they get tossed anyway. Here's a great way to get creative with postcards. The next time you go on a business trip, attend a conference, a trade show, or a workshop, bring a list of your favorite 25 customers or 25 potential clients that you want to reach. Buy each of these people a postcard that reflects where you're at. Next, create a compelling headline that ties in with the photo that's pictured on the card. Write a short message letting prospects or your clients know where you are and how the trip will enable you to better serve them when you come back. For example, let's say you're a pet sitter. You're attending an annual convention put out by Pet Sitters International. You're learning all sorts of new, cool tips. You're getting great ideas on how to run your business more effectively and how to interact with your clients. So why not share this idea with your current clients or potential clients in your neighborhood? Maybe you're a retailer attending one of the pet industry trade shows. You're shopping for new products for your store. Maybe you're looking at more organic lines of food or eco-friendly cleaning products or more upscale clothing for your pets. Let customers know about this. Tell them to expect all sorts of new and exciting items in your store when you return. Invite them to come in and take a look. You can invite prospects to be the first people to take advantage of your new skills or new products upon your return. You can even offer them some sort of incentive, discounts or reward coupons. Once you return home, call your current customers or the prospects. Be sure they got your postcard and ask them if they would be interested in what you have to offer. Invite them to become your new customer Or to be one of the first old customers to come back in and take a preview. Stay right where you are. Come back soon. We'll be right back at Pet Marketing Strategies for the Petpreneur. I've got lots more ideas for you, and they're really cool ones. So don't go away. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. 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 PetLiferadio.com. Welcome back. This is Pet Marketing Strategies for the Petpreneur with your host Karen Barnett for Pet Life Radio. How about helping a worthy cause to help your own business? This is a wonderful way to generate free publicity and promote your business at the same time. It's also a great way to receive a positive standing in your community. Let's face it. People are magnetically attracted to businesses that are big hearted. It shows you care and it shows your concern for others in your community. Here's what you can do in three easy steps. Step one, find an individual or an organization that could use some funds. You shouldn't have to look very far a local shelter, raise funds for an individual or pet that needs life-saving surgery, sponsor a homeless pet. Step two, place an event that will help raise money. Make sure the event takes place at a business location. An exciting event will draw a large crowd. And you want to be sure that people are exposed to your business. You could host the event inside your store or shop, in the parking lot, or in the backyard of your local environment where your store is located at strip mall or in the mall. Here are a few ideas to get you started. You could offer a class or a topic of interest, a dog training session, a dog show, a dog fashion show, a bizarre or fun play with dogs or people or even kids with their own dogs in it, a family movie night, a petting zoo event, or even some small fireworks show. Get to know the people in your community Figure out what would attract them. Even poll them in your own shop and ask them what type of event they would like to see. Step three, offer a certificate or coupon to people attending your event. This will encourage them to revisit your store. You can offer a discount or buy one, get one free type of offer. You can even donate all the proceeds from these coupons to the charity or individual you are supporting. Make sure to state this on the coupon or certificate. Include a tight expiration date as well. You don't want this type of event or coupon promotion going on forever. You want to have a call to action. One last thing. Don't forget to widely publicize the event in your community. You want to draw maximum attendance, hang up flyers, use signs. You want to have the whole local community and you want to remember to invite media to cover your event. Who knows, you might even find yourself on the front page of the community newspaper in the following week. Solicit testimonials. You've probably heard this a dozen times. Actively solicit customer testimonials. But the point is so important and it's well worth repeating. Testimonials are the most powerful marketing tool on the globe. The most credible and most effective advertising message comes from satisfied customers. Why? People are naturally skeptical of advertisers and the claims they make. People just aren't as trusting as they used to be. They're born skeptics. You say our products can do this, this and this, and they respond with a resounding, prove it. Well, that's exactly what testimonials help you do. They help you prove that your product or service really is as good as you say. Testimonials give you credibility. People are more apt to believe positive things about you if they are written by someone else, someone who has no financial stake in your company. Testimonials help prospects feel comfortable buying from you. They think this product or service worked for someone else, so why won't it work for me? You can put testimonials in brochures, sales letters, promotional folders or marketing packages you give to prospects. You can put them on your website information packages or you can hang them on your office store or wall. You should make a habit of actively asking for testimonials from your satisfied customers. This should be a regular part of your marketing. Most clients will be more than happy to write something for you or to even be happy if you will write it down for them when they tell it to you. How do you get glowing testimonials even if your customers are too busy to write them for you? Well, We all know most people are busy. They're consumed with their own lives. While everyone you may ask who would agree to write a testimonial will only write a few words if they could actually get around to it. So here's a way around this confusing process. If you've not received a testimonial within a reasonable amount of time, give the person a call. Request the testimonial again. You may even want to write to offer the testimonial for them. Tell your clients you know they're busy, so you'd be willing to write a rough draft. You will send the draft to them for their approval and their revisions. This is a great way to receive the glowing testimonial. And believe me, it works too. Tip number seven, host a blowout promotion. Would you like to attract 100 customers to your store? Would you like to see your store packed for an entire day? Well, that's the idea behind a blowout promotion. Here's how it works. Pick one item in your store or one aspect of your service, then price it so ridiculously low people cannot afford to miss out. For example, sell a 15-pound bag of dog food for $2, a nail trim for $0.99, or a 10-pound box of treats for $1.99. Okay, I know, I know, I know. You're all thinking, there goes my profit. There goes my profit. You don't have to do this. You're not selling a bag, a 50-pound bag of dog food for $2. You're right. I'm not. But believe me, I've done crazier things than that. At first glance, this strategy may sound like a money loser. How can you make a profit selling an item for peanuts? Relax. It's just one item, and it's just for one day. The goal is not to make a whole bunch of money right this minute and in one second. The goal is to get people in your store. If your event is successful, you will gain dozens of new clients, and this will help you make more money in the long run. Not only that, your thinking here should be the incremental sale. They may buy the 50-pound bag of dog food for $2, but they're not going to stop there. They're going to buy other products. And that's what you're counting on. And you're counting on introducing new people to your store. Be sure to publicize your event four to seven days in advance. Don't forget to invite your regular customers. Offer attendees some sort of coupon or certificate to entice them for the return visit. For your special offer, choose an item that is perceived value, but is not extremely expensive. This is especially true for service providers. Don't offer a full groom for free, just a nail trim or a toothbrushing. After this event, you may see sales soar for the rest of the month. One business that we recommended this to experienced a 13% sales increase after they hosted a blowout promotion. It could work for you too. Teach a class. Most communities offer adult education classes year-round. These are usually advertised in small booklets distributed through libraries, the post office, and other community centers. Attendees pay a nominal fee of $10 to $20. Teaching a class is not going to make you a great deal of money, but it is a great way to gain visibility in your community. And it has several advantages. It puts you in front of potential clients. It gives you great credibility. It positions you as an expert. It offers great exposure, and it allows you to make a little money in the process. What should you teach about? Teach on a subject that relates to your area of business expertise and a subject that you enjoy. If you're a veterinarian, teach a class on pet health. If you're a groomer, teach a class on grooming or dental hygiene. You will position yourself as an expert, convince people that you really know your stuff, and you do. People love to do business with a confident, knowledgeable professional. Whenever you teach a class, be sure to hand out some type of information people can take home with them. This could be a summary of points you discussed, an outline of material covered, article reprints, fill-in-the-blank question-and-answer sheets, put your business name, address, and phone number, website, and logo on every handout. Make it easy for people to get in touch with you later on. You can also hand out brochures and price sheets to people as they walk through the door. If you want people to attend your class, be sure to give useful information. Don't make it an infomercial. It's okay to promote yourself, but be subtle. The majority of your talk should focus on providing helpful information. Tip nine, speak at schools. Another way to get great exposure for your business is to teach a short class for school children. You could do this at a preschool, elementary school, or high school. Most school districts are very open to having people come in and speak to the kids. In fact, a number of schools actually invite professionals to come in and speak. You usually will only have a few minutes as your lecture will tie in with a teacher's lesson class. You could give a short talk on pet help, different dog breeds, proper care for handling. You could also give the children something to take home. Depending on the age of the children, this could be information sheet covering points, a picture book on pets, a coloring sheet, whatever you sure, but be sure it's age appropriate. As always, include your business name and contact information on your sheet. Kids will be sure to go home and share both your information and your handout with their parents, your potential customers. Finally for today's show, Tip 10. This tip I absolutely love. When you put your customers on hold, make good use of their time. Businesses spend hundreds to thousands of dollars trying to bring in calls, but they invest very little money in dealing with those calls once they do come in. Due to high call volume and limited stuff, most people are on hold for several minutes, even in a small mom and pop shop. When you're running around looking for information for someone on hold, it can be minutes and minutes to someone who's very busy can seem like hours. Well, while they're on hold, you could put in a very short message that gives them valuable information rather than putting them to music that they're probably not interested. Why not go even further? Use this time to promote yourself. You have a captive audience. The person on the other end of the line has nothing better to do than listen to your message. You can tell people about several special offers or promotions you're running. Describe the benefits of your products. Explain exactly what you do in more detail. Direct them to your website to download free information. You can also provide callers with tips, facts, and other information related to your business. Here are some examples. A groom shop could discuss the importance of brushing a dog's teeth. Explain why it's important and the consequences of neglecting this task. Then, state that you always give dogs a healthy brushing whenever you groom them. A spa could talk about the soothing procedures they offer and how much pets just love them. A pet boarding facility or daycare could talk about the fun dogs have romping together. You could also feature customer testimonials. Here come those testimonials and success stories. A manufacturer can discuss how their products help retailers boost sales. Your on-hold line is a great sales tool. Don't forget to use it. By keeping your customers interested and occupied, you can keep them online, convince them of your superiority, and increase sales. Well, that wraps it up for today's show. I want to thank you for joining me. It's been a very informative session, I hope, for you today. This has been Pet Marketing Strategies for the Petpreneur with your host, Karen Barnett, for Pet Life Radio. Come back next week. We have another show of 20 more exciting tips for the petpreneur and creative marketing or pet marketing strategies for the petpreneur. You won't want to miss them. Let's talk pets every week on demand.